Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Truth Seekers. We have Nancy joining us today. Before I introduce her and jump into our conversation, we'd like to let you know where you can find the Truth Seekers podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else you watch your podcast. Of course, we're now taking video questions in our mailbag segment. However you want to submit them, Dropbox, Google Drive, unregistered YouTube link. We'd love the interaction. Please come and join us. Speaking of joining us, Nancy, so glad you could join us today. Thanks, Josh. I'm really happy to be here. This is exciting. Absolutely. And well, you and I have connected a couple of times before today, and I think Mm -hmm. we have quite a a story to share, and it's very interesting to know where you've come from and what you're building. So I'd love to Mm. start there with, um, you've started your own business. Is that correct? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I came from corporate America. I came from uh, Microsoft to be specific. um, And I spent many, many years at Microsoft. I loved it. It was a fantastic journey, a fantastic adventure. Um, But I came to the end of that uh, journey and I really wanted, uh, I wanted to do something a little bit more. And I really wanted to be able to connect directly with people. Um, There aren't many positions at Microsoft that do connect directly with their customers, right? You're there's a lot of behind the scenes people there. Um, and, uh, you know, I was a, I'm a writer as well. And so, uh, I'm in the writing community and, um, I decided, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take off from here. And I've always wanted to do voiceover. So I went back to school for voiceover and I decided, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to start a company and take all this great knowledge that I've gotten from, uh, my experience at Microsoft as well. And I'm going to help writers with their marketing and, I'm going to help them get their, uh, their voices onto audible with their own books. Right. Uh, and so I started out and I thought, okay, I'm going to open a new company. This is fantastic. So I opened a company and, uh, that did not go very far. Um, but that's okay. You know, I had fun. I had fun. It was great lessons. Um, but then another, uh, I actually went back to Microsoft as a consultant for a little bit. Um, and at the same time, um, I was in conversations, uh, with my current company, which is, uh, WSI, it stands for We Simplify the Internet, um, and they're actually a franchise. And uh, so I was in conversations with them about potentially buying a franchise and owning an, a digital marketing agency of my own. Um, and it really gave me a great opportunity to kind of expand what I was already working on. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't totally given up on the voiceover stuff, you know, and and I'm still part of the the writing community. Uh, and so you know that will always be a part of everything that I'm doing, but now I have, uh, I have a a greater audience, if you will, um, and uh, more people to kind of reach out to and help with the the skills that I was able to gain. So it's pretty exciting. And um, I I love where it's going. It gives me the opportunity to help people actually think about their marketing from a strategic standpoint. And it's something that I watch every single day where, you know, um, people end up spending a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of effort on things and uh, places within marketing that they just, they don't need to be in. Um, And when you start with strategy first, you can often avoid uh, those kind of pitfalls. Uh, And so that's my, my major message these days uh, that I carry to the people. Start with with strategy first. That's, that's pretty powerful coach. How do you feel about that? Well, first of all, I got to say love voiceover stuff. That's so cool. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I find that that so fun. I'd love to to hear more about that, of course. But yeah, yeah, strategy first. I find that definitely super interesting. 
is that the what what's that the antidote to like what what were you seeing people doing that it required the antidote of strategy first yeah so you watch a lot of people you know they'll they may have a website um but they don't uh, they go out and they build a website because they're supposed to have a website mm-hmm. uh you know and that is the wrong place to start um you want to understand uh why um that website is important to the people that are going to be coming there uh you want to understand you know who who is that client what are they actually looking for when they come to your website what is it solving for them you know you need to think about what's the pain that these pe- people are experiencing that you're helping to, uh, to fix. Um, and when you start from that place, it often changes the design, uh, that you originally thought was going to be the be all end all, you know, you're like, Oh man, this is the coolest website ever. Yeah. Well, and you probably just spent $10,000 on it, you know, for something that nobody's going to come to, or at least they're not going to stay on. And at least they're, they're probably not going to engage you. They're probably not going to get to the end of the cycle that you want them to right? And ultimately, they're not going to solve their problem with you. They're going to go find somebody else. But when you start with strategy, uh, it changes the ballgame. It, it takes every dime that you spend and it says, okay, now what do we need to see happen uh, in order to really make this worth our while? You know, um, what do we have to do and how do we have to think about this equation uh, so that at the end of the day, the money that we spent and the effort that we spent to design this is really solving what we set out to, to solve. Uh, and so that's, that's probably the biggest example, but you see it all over the place. You know, there's, there'll be companies that maybe they go with, uh, you know, a paid search campaign and they really don't know quite what they're doing with their paid search. And so they're just wasting thousands of dollars. They're wasting their time and their energy. Um, and they're not seeing the results that they need to be seeing, you know, and it could be that their money would be better spent doing search engine optimization. It might be that their money is better off spent doing a podcast, right? So that they can get their content out there so they can share their content. But really that's where we start. We start with, okay, what is what is it that your company does, right? We, we actually do a full SWOT analysis um, for, for some companies, uh, you know, so that we can understand what their strengths, what their weaknesses, what their threats are, you know, what, what their, where their opportunities really lie uh, so that they can then go and design an actual plan that's going to work for them and with them for years to come, right? There's so much there. Yeah, the SWOT analysis that stuck out to me because that's what Coach and I do a lot with the, the teaming clients that we coach. You know, we got we mm-hmm. have to have this level of awareness. It's our part of our AAA approach. So awareness, action, and achievement. We, yes. can't measure, we can't measure achievement until we know the actions and we can't know the actions until we identify the gap between where we are and where we want to go. Mm-hmm. When we talk strategy, it's that exploration stage that really sets the tone for what, like you mentioned, where's the pain? What problem are we solving? I think, uh, I wonder if you might agree with this, that there's a, a level below or beneath the strategy for, to find that for ourselves. Like coach, coach and I talk about that. What kind of clients are we serving? Well, I think our ideal clients are ourselves, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, the, the problems mm. that we've overcome to get to where we are and to have knowledge about the clients that we're serving. It's not actually trying to solve problems. It's trying to teach people the way that we've solved problems already. And because we've been through it, that's where the power, that's where the value comes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Is that true. 
Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I was just, she just brought to mind my last conversation with you. Uh, I can't wait to tell you all the great things that I've done in my life since that one conversation. I'm like, man, this guy's good. He's a good coach. All right. <laughs> I love it. Coach, how do you feel about that, coach? Shout out to Coach Josh. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> the, the AAA approach, for sure, I believe that we're always in. Whether you call it the AAA approach or not, it doesn't really matter. Uh, we're always in that place of like we're either in the end with the end of that particular cycle middle of it or the beginning of it and just kind of drawing awareness of what that is so when i when i hear you say strategy first nancy for me that's even step back even further it's it's starting with the end in mind do you want you one of stephen covey's habits it's like okay well why are we even doing any of this stuff and what <laughs> you just spent 10 grand on a website because it's supposed to be the thing that you do or you someone said that they've got a great paid marketing service that you decided to take up like i'm sure they're very good but it depends like it depends where you want to go like what's your end game here where do you want to get to what do you actually want which is the number one question that people do not ask themselves which they feel like they ask themselves but actually don't so mm -hmm. i think it's the application of that is so powerful so it's cool to see like having that pulled together and you know what, what you're setting out here nancy yeah. And I think you guys ask it from, from the, from the personal perspective, right? Like, so for me, what is it that I want as, and, and as my coach, you're directing me to ask that question. Whereas with my clients, I'm like, I want to know what do your clients want, right? What is it? And now you need to go and ask the right questions, do the right research to really understand that. Because I can't tell you how many people think that they understand what their clients want and they really have no idea, right? Mm -hmm. And then they come and talk to us. We start talking strategy. We start doing a persona for their clients. And at the end of the day, they're almost shocked. They're like, I really had no idea that this was who my client was. And I know that sounds so bizarre. You would think, you know, if you've got a product, if you've got a service that you totally understand exactly who's going to be buying that, you know, um, but it just, most of the time, it's just not that, that easy. So true. And I think uh, that process is intentional in a way that like you, you can do the opposite right you don't have to do that and you can you can kind of make it work you can have a fantastic sales team and people who make relationships but at, at the core belief and I, I think coach and i agree on this is that we're trying to get to a place to where we we spend you know we talk about our sweet spots 70 percent of our time doing the things that we love to do in our business mm. with the people that we love to do them with like our we, we love our clients that's that's they're people that we we would hang out personally with right they're, they're mm. people there are people and then have it be okay to make really good money doing it. And that's the combination. That's the passion, purpose, profit. It's the sweet spot that we want to live in. And I think that can only happen. Like there's a, definitely a scalability um, play there. Like you have to start somewhere, but it's, it's internal. It's, it's something that you have to know for yourself strategy before you can start going after or solving problems. You have to identify what that actually is before you can move forward with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what would you say is the evolution of that in, in your business? So uh, you even mentioned, you know, maybe had a bit of a, a hiccup or I don't know how you would refer to it, but something that you've tried, right? But that mm -hmm. gave you experience. You have more knowledge now, more information from what you've tried. Uh, where are you now with that? How, what have you taken away from that experience to implement into this business? 
Yeah, actually, I think it's exactly what what uh, convinced me that I wanted um, a, a franchise model. Um, I think that, uh, you know, going into business for yourself uh, is a great thing. But especially if you're coming from corporate America, you have this certain you're spoiled. Uh, you know, you, you've got the brand, you've got the, you know, you've got all the, the team that, that helps you actually generate uh, your work every day, right? Um, they, they help you, you get the job done. And um, when you go into business for yourself, uh, you don't have any of that, right? Uh, I mean, the first thing you have to do is figure out what your logo is, figure out what that, that looks like, uh, figure out, you know, what, what's the name of your company. And I, you know, I mean, I've actually seen some companies that are out there they do business without a company name you know it's just the person right uh, it's still a brand but you know and the thing is though uh for me i was i was really spoiled and i loved having um i loved having the templates i loved having uh those connections i loved having the network and i didn't realize how important that was to me and i still had those connections after i left but uh in my new business i needed those connections that were directly involved in with my business. And so I needed to go and find my tribe as it were. And, you know, and WSI was, is that tribe for me? I love it because I have a worldwide network of people uh, and they, you know, you would think that we'd all be kind of competing since we're all digital marketers in the same space in essence. Right. Um, but it is amazing how supportive we are of each other, helping each other find great solutions for our clients. So I know, you know, if I, if it's a, if it's, something that I've never dealt with, guess what? There's somebody in my network that has dealt with it before, right? Um, if I can't deliver a service myself, I've got someone in my network that can. Um, and that just for me makes it so worth it. But on top of that, I've got all the branding, I've got all the templates, I've got everything right there in front of me. So I think that was probably the biggest lesson for me in opening my own company uh, was realizing how much I didn't want to have to do all that stuff <laughs> yeah it's, it's easy to i mean if you're corporate america and i worked in a corporate world for 20 years it's, it's don't think about those type of things right like a, right mostly depending on the role you're doing but mostly you don't think about that stuff it's already there the brand's already established and you just do what you do and do what's in front of you i've, I've got a couple of questions i'd love to dive into for katie nancy i, I want to mm-hmm. really understand like where you want to go with this what's your vision for this uh, as much as you have that developed but also yeah um so i actually um my husband is um Australian. And so we're actually uh, moving back over to Australia. He's moving back. I'm moving to Australia in a couple of years. And so that was actually another um, great reason for me to be involved with WSI because they are worldwide. Mm. Um, I'm able to have an agency here and an agency in Australia uh, if I want. Um, and, and, or I can just have the agency here and, you know, potentially work from Australia, you know, however that, that works. Um, so that's probably, uh, the, the biggest growth there. Um, but I think also, uh, you know, the amazing thing with this network is that there are so many possibilities for people. Um, you come in and you can really do whatever you want with your agency. If you, if you would like to have an agency that, 
you know, you've run everything with suppliers, you can do that, right? If you want to do things in-house, you can have, you can hire a staff and have your own Mm in-house agency. You can have, you know, you can do everything remotely. You can do everything in an office, you know, I mean, it, it, the list goes on and on. Right. Um, And, and I think people don't often realize that when they come into the network, how many possibilities there are. Right. Um, And so, so especially in your first year, I think it's a matter of, okay, let's dial this in and let's get focused. In fact, I was listening to uh, the podcast that you guys just recently did. uh, And uh, the gentleman was talking about, uh, you know, how you need to focus. And he's like, and I don't mean on, you know, the things that you have to do in your day. I mean, you know, focus on where do you want this to go? What are the ideas? What are the concepts that are the the most, the building blocks, if you will, right? And um, I loved that. I was like, yes. And I think that's kind of where I'm at actually is, is sort of realizing uh, the potential uh, and, you know, how much uh, there is available to me. But because I realize that, I also know that I have to focus because I do have that entrepreneurial mind of, oh, shiny thing, shiny thing, shiny thing. Right. And I mean, I, I think three times a day I go, oh, that would be so cool. Wait a second. I'm not, that's not where I'm headed. Right. Um, and I think, so that's, that for me is, is getting that really dialing in and getting that focus of, uh, what do I want, uh, my agency to specialize in, right. Because, uh, our, our, our map of the digital marketing space is humongous. I mean, we, we deliver everything. We're a full service digital marketing agency, but that can be really overwhelming to a client as well. They're like, so wait, what do you do? <laughs> you know? So <laughs> I think, I think getting clear on the picture for me uh, is part of where I'm at right now. So. Thank you for that, Nancy. Me and coach are always talking about this balance the yin and the yang, if you like, the 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 opposite ends of the spectrum, the continuum. There's, there's so little things that are are binary in nature, like absolutely nature. Right? There's a there's a it's, it's always a continuum mostly, and, and and so when you're thinking about those things, like gosh, I've got so many opportunities. Uh, that's great, but also if I've got so many opportunities, then I've just what do I do? I've got so many opportunities. Or if I've got one thing, is like oh my gosh, I want to go one thing, but you know at least you've got one thing, and so everything has a a balance to it as well right and so you it's cool that you know that for yourself that you can see those opportunities you can see that entrepreneurial side is like wow i can do this and that that's fantastic as well and then you extend that to your clients you're like oh gosh and, and like that they must be thinking the same thing because maybe they don't even know where they're going let alone what service they want as well so i love to yeah. bring that back down but, but like honoring that side of it but bring it back down as well right because we we want to we want to make sure that we always have a path forward um, mm-hmm. so, so is it is it something that you've you've got your arms wrapped around yet because this is something that like we're we're always pulling together right like when you've got some really cool concepts and templates to think about how to do this but do you feel like if you were to fast forward and and really know like like okay we'll get into Australia's big thing I mean that's a very practical specific thing why you may have left and why you want to do this but mm-hmm. you know what, what's the moment that you're going to be able to to kind of take a deep mm. breath and go, wow, I'm really in a place I want to be here. And I can see someone. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's, for me, it's really a matter of, uh, you know, do I, do I feel like I could, I could go on vacation, you know? Um, and, and that is, 
uh, you know, where I could walk away from the business and I maybe have one person, you know, that I depend on uh, that, that could fill in for me for a few days and it wouldn't be an issue, right? Um, right now, there are so many moving pieces and so many parts and so many places uh, that I go to, uh, you know, for my solutions that, uh, you know, I think it would be difficult to bring somebody in to be able to do that. And it certainly would not be feasible for me to take more than a day off, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> And I know that isn't healthy either, right? I mean, I think, I think one of the things that I talk about on my podcast is, is that is finding that balance for people, right? Because I think that is part of the dream of owning a business, whether you realize it or not, when you start off, because, uh, you know, most of us start off owning a business thinking, okay, well, I know this is going to take some work. I know I'm going to probably be giving up at least the first year of my life to this business so that I can get things to the point that I want them to be at. Um, but the question is, how do you, how do you find that balance? Because that to me, it's, it's not the dream that I dreamed if I can't get to that point, right. Owning a business that completely consumes my life for the rest of my life is not, is not what I'm interested in, you know? So it's, it's just a, it's a matter of how do you get that focus so that you can have that time back. It's so great to hear that. I think now more than ever, more and more people are realizing that you can make money without actually being present, like to be able to set something Mm. up to where value is being had without you being there is maybe, it's a relatively new concept, I think, to to the average person or the average business owner even, uh, because there's there's this fear of not being needed in your business. Like, well, if I'm Mm -hmm. needed, then, you know, that's scary to a lot of people. Like, what's my purpose then? What do I actually do? But I think if you can set up that structure, it just makes it more valuable because then you can spend your time doing other things that you love to do that provides even more value. And I just picture, like, I got this image as you were talking of like, I don't know, all these energies just like floating around and it's our job as business owners to put some structure around like, well, this energy can go only go in this tube here. And then this one can only go through this one. And then like, that's easier to set up the process or an SOP or some sort of thing that makes sense to somebody who might be foreign or come into your business, let alone a partner that you might have that you can train up for X number of months or years and just make mm-hmm. it super clear what's expected. And just you're, you're systematizing or delegating the things maybe that drain your energy and you're spending your time doing the things that give you energy. That's, I think that's so, that's so powerful. Yeah. I've got a friend who says, you know, hire out your weaknesses. Right. Um, and, and that is, that is so true because I, I, I was reading a comment on, on LinkedIn yesterday that, uh, the gal was saying, you know, Hey, look, uh, you know, quit glamorizing, uh, overworking you know, quit glamorizing, uh, you know, stressing out, quit glamorizing this idea that we have to work ourselves into the ground and nobody should sleep or eat or be healthy, uh, you know, while they're, while they're on their pursuit to success, you know, on their, on their road to success. And, you know, I mean, some of the comments, it was, it was really amazing to me, you know, how many comments were like, no, that's what you have to do, you know? Um, and I think there is a, there's a major, um, disconnect, uh, as a business owner, you know, 
yeah, you want to be a hard worker, but you do have to find that space and hiring out your weaknesses is the way that you do that. Right. Um, to be able to, and, and usually if you're hiring out your weaknesses, hopefully you're finding people that actually enjoy what it is that you don't enjoy. And then that's how you build an awesome team. That's how you build people who enjoy actually coming to work for you every day, uh, is because you've invited those people that actually enjoy doing that dang spreadsheet you know i almost swore there but you know you know (laughs) and there's people out there that love spreadsheets i think is your point like like you're saying think of a company where 70 or all the people are spending 70 percent of their time in their sweet spots and they're everybody's just kind of living in the zone and that's Mm -hmm. that's the zone of brilliance magnified like it's already powerful as as one person to think of a whole company doing that that's where you you bring the real value Yeah. Well, and I think, I think it's just the animosity that so easily grows uh, when that isn't the case. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and you may have somebody who, yeah, they're a hard worker and they're doing what they're supposed to do. But every single time you come to ask them for something, they give you some, you know, snide remark or they, you can tell that they really just do not want to be there or giving you what it is you're asking for. Right. And that in itself starts to create and eat down uh, a, a society in a workplace, you know? Um, and I, I think I saw a lot of that in corporate America. Right. And I vowed that if I ever owned my own company, I never wanted to see that happen, you know? Yeah. Just a quick plug for another coach in our company, Coach Alicia. She's known or she's branded herself as the anti-hustle queen. Like okay. hustle culture is is not. She wants to reject that. Like that's that's not what this is about. We want to we want to live our lives even as we're building what we're building to enjoy it. It shouldn't be. You know, of course, there's stresses along the way and anxieties because you're you're becoming somebody new. You're you're becoming a company that has never existed before. But along the way it should always be fun too. You know, if there's any, mm-hmm. if happiness has restrictions around it, like I'll be happy when, then it's just, it's not going to be the same thing as like enjoying the process as you're building it. And being happy when never comes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. This is the most important thing today for me to, to kind of prompt the takeaways here, coach, because I talked a little bit earlier about things not being binary. I think it's the same thing here, Nancy. I'd love to get your thoughts. If there's the, the work harder, work harder, you must work harder, you must work harder. And then and the opposite seems to be slack off. But again, it's not opposite. It's just the different ends of the spectrum. Just because you're not going crazy, working hard and stressing yourself out, doesn't mean you're slacking off. That's right. There's, there's, there's got to be um, a thought process along that continuum. So it's like work hard, work hard, work hard. That is good advice. That is good advice. But it's not all the advice. It's not the whole mm-hmm. picture of it. And so that balance, like there's... There's certain things that I see with my clients where they've been successful over decades with the work hard mentality, but they're just at a point where they're in the tyranny of the urgent. They can't do any more because they're maxed out. And these are people that are in seven figures and they're worrying about getting back on people's emails in time. And those things mm-hmm. don't seem to correlate, but it's just because they've got to that place. Just there is no more for them. Even if they've got people that assistance and working for them and they've hired out some of their weaknesses, they're still focused on their mentality. So they build it back in, they build it back in. And so at a certain point, it's make you have to make a switch. It's almost an opposite. Actually, you have to work less to get more. You have to have that leverage. I think that that's something that's difficult to comprehend, perhaps depending on where you are in the journey. But I think it's, it's important to see that as a zoomed out 
situation because it really is there's a lot of depth in there yeah well i think you know there's also that 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 old adage that if you're you know if you're doing something you love you'll never work a day in your life right mm. um and i think that's really where uh that opposite end of the spectrum comes from yes you know i think when you first start there are you're gonna have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do right um that's gonna that's gonna be part of the mix um but it is getting to that point where like you guys say you know 70 percent of your day at least at least 70% of your day is doing the things that you love. Because there's a reason for everyone that started a business. There is a reason why they started that business. You know, there is there is a love or there's a passion or there's something there. Uh, and it is amazing how many people lose that so quickly uh, because they get trapped in this in this cycle of of doing, right? Or of having to do uh, instead of getting to do, right? I like that, trapped in the cycle of, of doing. So yeah, my takeaway, and Nancy, I'm coming to you to get the last word, maybe a plug of where, where we can find you, um, you know, uh, maybe a message to your potential prospects. But my takeaway today is uh, being focused on the end first and working backwards. So like Coach Nick said, starting with the end in mind. Um, and I think that goes to your strategy point, but what are we strategizing for? So, so work backwards, think of the biggest or the best version of your company or yourself that you can think of and allow that to be possible. And then we'll figure out a way to get there. That's my takeaway today. Yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, so where can we find you? What, uh, if, <laughs> if we wanna know more about your business or if you have a prospect looking for you, where did they find you? Uh, yeah, so you guys, uh, you know, you can find me on uh, wsi.com backslash Nancy, which is spelled N-A-N-C-E-E dash Johnson, spelled just like it sounds. Uh, that uh, that will bring you to my agency, but you also can find me at um, www.nancyjohnson.com, and that brings you to my LinkedIn profile. And you can also find me at nancyj.com, not to confuse your listeners, but uh, and again, Nancy spelled with two e's. So you know, there you go. Yeah, and all of those will bring you to all of the things. So. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, we're all on the journey here, so it's it's cool for you come on and share your story and where you are in your process. And I'm um, looking forward to having future conversations with you as well. Yes. Well, thank you guys for having me. This was so much fun. I love, I love this. You guys are doing a great thing. Have a great week. Thanks, Nancy. Appreciate you. Bye.